um welcome to the out of bounds youtube channel uh my name is richard and i am joined by a special guest that man baines how you doing i'm good i'm good what are you saying yeah i'm good man um obviously it's been a funny week at um old trafford recently um as you can see i'm a chelsea fan the champions league not many clubs have been able to win that um, but you know, Lake Singer Champions League from two years ago. <laughs> I've, I've got the Europa man down here. Um, so obviously, just tell us a bit about why you to start supporting my United. My cousin supported United, that's pretty much it. You just followed in. Also, you couldn't pick up the because you just follow the people closest to you, kind of thing, when you're young, and yeah. that's what I've done. So you sure you don't want to come over to the Champions League side over here? Champions League side, but now, innit? <laughs> but now. But now. Um, obviously, it's been an up-and-down season for United this season. I mean, you started off the season poorly with the was it 4-0 to Brentford, also 4-0 to Brighton as well, correct? When no, no, 1-0 to Brighton, Was it 1-0? Okay, we're not that bad. No, nah, no, nah, I'm sure there was more goals in that game. No, um, no. Nah, nah. Nevertheless, it was still a poor start to the season and then obviously you guys then... I think it was 2-1 actually. Yeah, I'm sure there was more goals in that I game. Think, I, think, I, I think, I'm pretty sure it was 2-1 actually. Either way, you still lost. Either way, you're still... Yeah. Um, and then obviously you guys went on to then beat Liverpool, um, you beat Tottenham, you beat Arsenal. I think one, the only teams to have been Arsenal so far this season. Um, in general, what do you think of United's season this season? Made a solid start. Like, as I said, to look where we were last season, we were a shambles of a football club, especially towards the end of the season. New manager coming in, new players, they have to settle in. It's going to take time. Like, we can't expect United to be like that complete side straight away. Defensively, I know we conceded 20 goals, but by the eye test, you can kind of see like we have been solid. Midfield, Casemiro has made a massive difference. There's levels to this game. And Casemiro's levels, like I always say, Forward, like, listen, we, we're creating more chances than we did last season, but we, that's probably our weakness so far, the final third. And that's where I'm like, as long as the rest of the base is fine, I'm fine with it for now, kind of thing. And we know we're not going to be that complete side. Marshall's been injured this season, for example. The last couple of games, Anthony hasn't played. Sancho hasn't really hit form. Ronaldo hasn't hit form this year. It's going to take time. I mean, one thing that you did mention was the Casemiro signing. Because obviously, apart from Chelsea, I've also been a big Real Madrid fan from the time when Ronaldo was over there and they were winning like three piece over Champions League and whatnot. And you could see how important Casemiro was to that Real Madrid side. I remember it was under Rafa Benitez when Benitez tried playing Madrid, Cruz, and Hamas Rodriguez. And mm -hmm. then Zidane came in and he bought Casemiro and then we just start winning. So when United were going in for him, I felt like no way that like, Casemiro is too big of a player Madrid are too successful a team for him to come over and then I start seeing the English media talk about is this guy worth it can he adapt to the Premier League which was just all crazy to me so as much as I don't really like United I'm actually glad to see that Casemiro is one of the few people doing well because he's someone that I've been supporting for a long time but in regards as you said you guys brought in a new manager what are your like initial or your first thoughts of Ten Hag so far? doing very well he's doing very very well after the first two games i said it straight away 10 on has to adapt they're saying the dutch league you're not playing like some random teams every week kind of thing innit? and you can't for example 
play Ericsson in the six like he did against Brentford. And he found out even the couple games after that, we tried the first two games we tried playing out from the back with David De Gea. Tenno really straight away, yo, I can't do this. Tenno, David De Gea is not good enough on the ball with at his feet. And that's where I praised Tenno massively because he looked at the squad and he adapted. A lot of these possession-based managers don't do that, which is why, from what we've seen so far, I have to give him full credit. Like even Scott McTominay, there was a part of point this season where Scott McTominay was keeping Casemiro out of the team. Scott McTominay could play football. <laughs> I never thought I'd be, I'd be able to say that because I, I couldn't stand this guy last season. But he had a run in the team where, you know what? I was like, you know what? He's earning his pace and I can't hate you kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's when United went on like a stretch, was it like five games or so? Where they just... Yeah, yeah, until we got battered by City. Yeah, and then Ten Hag was talking about like it would be quite unfair if you just start swapping out the winning team. Which I kind of understand. Obviously, you pick a team based on merits and that's how you keep the squad happy and stuff. But at the same time, it's Casemiro, full-time, five-time Champions mm. League winner. I think four-time La Liga winner. It's just... Me, personally, I'm probably just why I'm not a manager. I'm just throwing them straight in regardless. Especially not for no Scott McTominay. Mm. I'll be honest, I, I can kind of understand it, though, because the couple games that Casemiro played in the Europa League at the start, he went fully up to pace kind of thing, innit? Yeah, yeah. But then, listen, man, as I said, there's levels to this game. Casemiro's top two DMs in the world, in my eyes. Yeah. And he's proving it. So, speaking of, like, United, so this Sunday, you guys had a win against them. Um, it was the Fulham you guys played, mm. where you guys got a last-minute win now. Um, everybody's talking about United have found their new golden boy and all that kind of stuff, which is what the story should have been for United throughout that whole day going into the World Cup. But... Pierce Morgan drops clips of an interview. Um, obviously, the full interview has now come out now, but in my opinion, the interview and the clips that he dropped, the promo videos, it made the Ronaldo video look worse or look more disrespectful than it was. But when you first saw the whole Ronaldo clips when he was talking about, um, I don't respect Ten Hag because Ten Hag don't respect me. He was talking about the Glazers, how they don't um, care about Manchester United from a footballing standpoint. And so... What was your first initial thought when you saw the whole like promo videos and stuff that Piers Morgan dropped? Piers Morgan's clever, isn't it? Like, as I said, I know a lot of United fans are hating on Piers Morgan, but as I said, like, you need to respect the guy's craft. The guy is literally got every single person to watch the Ronaldo interview. Every single person was refreshing whatever YouTube channel was on, Piers Morgan Uncensored at 8 o'clock. Everyone wanted to watch it. Like, you can blame Ronaldo, Piers Morgan, or you wouldn't, but listen, we're all tuning in at 8 o'clock on Wednesday and Thursday to watch it. Yep. So you can say the promo videos worked, which is why I have to respect it kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. And just before the whole interview came out, um, because a lot of like you talk you see people like Roy Keane, um, Patrick Evra always talking about like why are you not starting Ronaldo? Why are you not starting Ronaldo? Why are you not starting Ronaldo? Did you think given what Ronaldo did last season, scoring twenty-four goals and his track record in his career? Did you think it was unjustified that Ronaldo wasn't starting as many games for United this season, or did you think it was justified? I think Ronaldo said it himself. He didn't have a preseason. That's the justification that you need, and that's the justification that Ten Hag said at the start. And by the way, I do sympathise with Ronaldo as a steward. You're trying to bring on Ronaldo for three minutes against Spurs. Like no matter what, of course he's going to say. Like I've always said, this you treat players different. You can't treat Ronaldo like he's any like academy player. Like, yeah. I'm not saying he was right walking out, but I can understand the frustration. So, 
just before you even saw anything of the interview and stuff, would you one of the people that was saying Ronaldo should be starting for United? I, I was mixed kind of thing. I think certain games, I think Ronaldo has to start. I think, for example, even against Newcastle when he took a Ronaldo, I thought that was the wrong decision. Last 10 minutes, you need to go. You keep on your best goal scorer. But there's certain other times where I'm like, for example, Liverpool trying to play on the count. Ronaldo's probably not that guy. But you have to pick and choose games for Cristiano Ronaldo kind of thing. And let's be honest, like, I still trust Ronaldo's quality, but this season he hasn't been good enough. Like, if we are talking on merit, you can't really complain. I mean, I think there's two sides I see it from because I remember the game against Southampton when um, Ronaldo did come off the bench and there was one sprint that he tried to make towards the end of the game and he just looked so slow and I was thinking like, damn, maybe... And I think Ronaldo's the greatest player of all time. But I was looking at this guy thinking, damn, this guy might be washed. Like, surely this is not the end. But my, the only thing I was saying was, I understand the whole thing. Obviously, Ronaldo's 37, he's going to be 38, in a decline. I think if Ronaldo was playing for Manchester City or he was playing for Real Madrid, it was at Madrid. If Vinicius was benching him, I don't think there would be much issue with that. If Haaland was benching Ronaldo, I don't think anybody would complain either. But I think in your in, in a United squad that aren't at the levels they want to be yet, I just couldn't get behind watching Sancho play the way he performs and thinking Ronaldo can't play ahead of players like Sancho or even though Rashford has done a bit better, Rashford was awful last season. So I, I just think you're telling me Ronaldo can't play ahead of Rashford and the way I judge players on who is better right now anyways I just look at the what they've done in their career up until this season I can't think of a season where you thought Rashford had a better season than Ronaldo with so therefore I can't say Rashford is better you get where I'm coming from so I just yeah, that, that that's what I said as well like, I know people are going to call Ronaldo Washington with that stuff he's had three bad months in his career over the last how many years like, I'm never going to say Ronaldo's washed after three months. Give me a full season where Ronaldo's performing crap and then there's conversations to be had. But right now, everyone's so reactionary. Like, last season, he scored more goals than Harry Kane. Yeah, and he even... He scored 24 of... goals in all competitions in the Champions League and Premier League. He scored 32 goals for uh, United and Portugal last year. And you want me to score and finish. But like, I would never call Ronaldo finish based on the evidence that we've seen so far. Yeah. I mean, I just thought, as I said, it's... When you just mentioned it, as you said, he scored 24 goals for United last season. I just don't see that decline happening over the summer, which is a bit crazy to me. But another point that I see people starting to make as well is they say Ronaldo might score goals, but he's at the detriment of his team. Do you agree with that? No. Like I said, it like you lot can argue whatever way you want. If we're looking at last season, how is it Ronaldo's fault that Rashford, for example, performed bad? How is it Ronaldo's fault Sancho got three goals last year? Like, I always say, Manchester United love to look at scapegoats. Love to, like, call, for example, Ronaldo called himself the black sheep. As I said, like, if we're doing bad, it's not because of one player. We had it a couple of weeks ago with Bruno Fernandes in that attack. People blaming Bruno. We had it last season with Harry Maguire. There's no point blaming individuals. We haven't been good enough over the last couple of years because there's so many things wrong. You, blaming one player saying Ronaldo's holding everyone back nonsense kind of thing in it absolute nonsense yeah okay so i'm just gonna go through a few of the points that he did make um during the interview um so as i said i think the most important one the one that i think everybody is a bit like 
Renaudon crossed the line was when he mentioned the whole thing about Ten Hag when he says he doesn't respect Ten Hag because Ten Hag doesn't respect him. And as you just mentioned before, you feel like Ten Hag has done a brilliant job for you, if I'm correct. You think Ten Hag has yeah. done a job since he's coming to the club. Do you think Ronaldo's comments were out of line in terms of what he said about the manager? Yeah. Like, that's the reason I think terminating his contract is fair. Like, it's literally the best thing for all parties right now. Ronaldo needs to play. I don't want to see Ronaldo go out like this. And listen, Ten Hag clearly don't favour Cristiano Ronaldo. I think for me, that was kind of like the final score. Ronaldo just wants that. He wants his contract terminated so bad because he wants to leave. So I know people are going to laugh when his contract does get terminated, but I think Ronaldo wants it himself. Yeah. The only thing I will say is if, because I do see a lot of like during the summer, teams like Bayern and Madrid and whatnot were just coming out basically saying that nope, there's been no talks with Ronaldo and whatnot. And I think even he must have said it himself that he's the highest paid player play in the Premier League and his agent is Mendes, has over like a lot of clients. So whenever they go and speak to a club about someone, because Ronaldo's their, he's his biggest star, they think Ronaldo's talking about. By the looks of it, it looks like not a lot of teams were interested in him. And with Ronaldo, I believe he wants to go to a club where he's able to compete for the Champions League, which is his main goal. If Ronaldo does go, do you see a club like that for him? Depends on the World Cup. If Ronaldo wins the World Cup or has good campaign, you're not saying no to Ronaldo. Everyone's thinking he's back. Like, football's a fickle game right now, kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. And let's, let's, let's not lie, like, Ronaldo even said it himself, there were suitors. Whether they were the standard that he wants is another question. But I think your team, Chelsea, could be in for him. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot of the whole Chelsea. In fact, because even Tuchel got, apparently got sacked over that because Todd Bowley really wanted him. Tuchel didn't want him and they were starting to be a friction. Mm. And, and let's not lie, Paul is not saying no to Ronaldo. No, even if he wants to say no, he can't because yeah. I, I believe, like, when we signed Potter, it was only for the way because I knew how Tuchu got sacked, it was like so we can get a yes man into the owner say, like, jump is kind of like how high mm-hmm. kind of thing. Because as I said, Potter did a brilliant job at Brighton, but it's one thing doing stuff with Brighton, is another thing doing stuff with Chelsea. And at the moment, he doesn't look like someone that can coach a club at the status of Chelsea, anyways. but so and the whole if Ronaldo also come to Chelsea fan my only thing with the whole Ronaldo to Chelsea things with Chelsea we, we don't know how to create at all like the, our midfielders aren't pure creators like a KDB or Fabregas mm-hmm. those type of players so I think attackers will normally struggle which is why I want like Ivan Tony instead somebody that I know that he can put himself in a position that we can create heavy from like his link up plays phenomenal he's a great dribbler and all that sorts of stuff but even that aside, but even with the stuff that, as you mentioned, you do think Ronaldo was wrong to come and say about Ten Hag. Because the thing is, Ronaldo is, as I think, the greatest player of all time. But a lot of people will say maybe Messi. But whatever you want to put, Ronaldo's one, uh, Messi's two, Messi's one, Ronaldo's two. If Rashford came out to say something similar about how um, he doesn't respect the manager, or even if he doesn't come out to say, do you think Ronaldo is justified? No, knowing what he's accomplished in his career to feel like entitled to be starting week in week out yeah like, like listen you want everything in football you've done literally everything in this game other than win the World Cup of course if you're Ronaldo you're going to feel a certain way 
But at the same time, those comments were still out of order. You can't say publicly, I don't respect the manager. Like, you just can't. Like, how, how can you go back into the changing room? How can you see the manager face to face? How can a manager manager then even pick you? Because if Tenor picks Ronaldo again, it just looks bad on Tenor. Now, I 100% agree because when the whole snippet came out, I think that's the only part that I really disagreed with because now he's bringing more pressure on Ten Hag. Because even when he goes and does his post-game interviews and stuff, Ronaldo is the biggest name in football. So that's mm-hmm. it. Win the next game for now, and people are going to be like, "And what do you think of the Ronaldo comments?" And if nobody's perfect at the end of the day, but I do think he's not brought more necessary pressure and rubbish to Ten Hag's doorsteps. But another thing that I do hear people say, so Ronaldo did come and criticise the Glazers as well and spoke about how the Glazers don't care about United from a sporting standpoint, which can be true, um, just because people like, obviously I know United do spend a lot of money, but I do think, apart from putting money down, the expectations you set at a club are also important. So you can splash all the cash, but if you don't have the right people in place, the project is still going to flop regardless. So I don't think anybody disagrees with anything Ronaldo said about the Glazers. I think what people are saying is when Ronaldo was playing week in week out last year, he didn't have anything to say about the Glazers. Now he's not playing the way he thinks he should be playing. He now has a lot to say about the Glazers. Do you think that is true or do you think at some point Ronaldo is going to come out and say this stuff anyways? I don't know because... I feel that this has always been in Ronaldo's mind. It will, even in January when he did the interview with Sky, he said something about, I know what this club needs to get back to the top. Like, and he, does, he, did it, he said he didn't want to say it. So that's why I've always thought, I think Ronaldo's had this in his mind. And this point, it's like, you've been at the biggest clubs in the world. You're going to know what you need to win. And he clearly sees United and he says, yo, like, we don't have the infrastructure, for example, to compete with the best. And I can understand him. Like, people can say self-centered all you want, you're only doing when you're not starting, but listen, he still said it. Yeah. And the message, you- like, you might you might hate the messenger right now, but the message is still clear. A lot of people have been, like, who, who else's name dropped the Glazers before while being employed? No one. Exactly. So say what you want, he's still, he's still brave. He's, he's going to get sacked from his contract. That's 16.5 million pounds that he's lost. Like, say what you want, he still said the right thing about the Glazers. And do you think these comments he did say about the Glazers will push the Glazers to improve their infrastructure at United, or do you think they will try and like brush it under the carpet and continue the way they're currently doing? I think they'll just continue. Just because, let's be honest, fans are more. How do I say it? Fans want Ronaldo out more, kind of thing, innit? All the tension on Cristiano Ronaldo right now in terms of. What's going to happen in terms of his contract? Does it get terminated? Does it not? Like, most United fans are probably not even talking about the Ronaldo Glazer comments at this point. They're still talking about if Ronaldo's going to get terminated, his contract. Which is why, like, he said it, but it's always up to the fans to kind of maintain that message. And I don't think that message is going to be maintained. No, I 100% agree with you. Um, just on the last point as well with the whole interview, because I do think one thing that did come out of nowhere was when he started criticising Rooney and um, Gary Neville. Um, he was talking about maybe Rooney's jealous that he finished his career at 30. He's still at the top at 37. Um, he said he basically said Gary Neville's using his name for clout. And so, 
these and those are both like United legends in their own rights. Even you could probably argue Ronaldo. I said Ronaldo Rooney is a greater United legend than Ronaldo just because of his length for the club. Um, did you agree with any of those comments? And do you feel like those comments will affect his legacy within United fans? Do I agree with any of the comments? It's a man. He's entitled to think what he wants, kind of thing, isn't it, Ronaldo? He probably thought because I'd been in the dressing room so long with these players, they might have given me a bit more leeway, kind of thing. I think with Rooney, the way I looked at it, I felt like he felt betrayed, kind of thing, innit? Because he said Rooney was in my house six months ago, and now you're slate, not slating me, but like criticizing me in public, kind of thing, innit? Yeah. If Rooney had maybe said something privately, and then I don't know if Ronaldo reacts the same way, kind of thing, innit? But it's a hypothetical situation. No matter what, I still think coming for someone's looks, even though he might be right, it's still kind of... Below the belt. Oh, yeah, kind of, isn't it? Mm. What was that? Wait, what was that question? And his stop, legacy. Yeah, his legacy at United. No. Like, people can be angry all you want with Cristiano Ronaldo. In two years' time, everyone's still thinking about Ronaldo's positive moments. This guy won three Premier League titles in a row. He won a Champions League with us. He won the Ballon d'Or with us. His legacy for me doesn't change. He's still, in my eyes, the GOAT. He's still a Manchester United legend. Last season, we were bad. He gave us every single positive moment. Those late Champions League winners, I'm never going to forget those moments. Yeah. Like Ronaldo is still that guy for me. Like, people can be angry, but as I said, man, we've had Paul Scholes who didn't want to, who refused to play for United before. He missed the game. We've had Wayne Rooney wanting to join Man City. They're still regarded as Manchester United legends. It's just because everything is quite like hot right now because it's still fresh. In a year or two time, everyone's going to forget which we remember Ronaldo for the good moment. Okay, no, that's absolutely fair. Um, just because I just want to gain like a United fan's vote on the whole comments just because on Twitter just seemed like a bit of a mixed reaction. Um, just going forward with... Or Wait, just quickly, yeah, Twitter does not represent United fans. I always say it. Oh, no, Twitter I, will just go overboard yeah. with everything kind of thing in the extreme. Yeah. Now, I think one thing I have learned is because I think football tour is a thing, whereas in you've got a lot of pages with like brand boys and football people at the Avi and stuff. And don't get it wrong, I do think they make football experience like funnier sometimes, like especially when one of the big team loses, you see all the jokes and sometimes. But I think sometimes you just have to remember that these aren't real thoughts because sometimes I see some of the stuff that people say about charts and I'm thinking like, should I buy or like just say something mm. or what? No, but. Sometimes it is funny to see, so I 100% do agree with you, but it's just in a social media era, the same way I see, the same way the players are going to see, the same way the clubs are going to see. No one is really going to door to door to ask them what do you think about United. They're just going to collectively pick out the mm. what they see trend on social media. Um, but as I said, just going forward, with or without Ronaldo, what is your expectation for United for the rest of the season? Is it top four? Is it top six? Like, what do you think they should aim to? accomplished now I think we got ourselves into a very good position in the league I think we have to be there there about I've always said my main goal is your league you think you're being Barcelona? I, I do mm. and even like for, for me we have to be winning that competition it's been two five years since we last won a trophy yeah I mean that's a Barcelona team that's too good for Europa League like you've got Lewandowski Usman Dembele. I don't really bother like that kind of thing. Innit? I think they have very, very good individuals by the team. I still think they have plenty of weaknesses, especially defensively. I still trust Rashford and Marshall on the day and Anthony, a Bruno to cause some problems. 
And I know in that game we will have chances. Then it's just about us defensively. Can we keep Lewandowski out, for example, with Dembele? And I think Martinez is out for the first leg, which is going to be a loss with a yellow card. That's going to be frustrating, but hopefully Rafa runs back by then. And just in terms of the league, what where do you think they would go on to finish? Do you think top four's... I won't say on the cards because of course on the cards of this season, but would you be disappointed if you don't finish top four this season? Nah. Just because I still feel like it's a very, very tough season in terms of, let's be honest, seeing Arsenal getting it. Yeah. Then there's two places to fight. Newcastle ain't stopping right now. Like they've been sensational this season. You could argue they might add one or two plays in January. You're looking at, I still think Liverpool after the World Cup are going to come back stronger because I don't think Liverpool have that many players going to the World Cup. I still have, not, I'm not going to say have faith, but I can still see Liverpool going on like a 5-10 game winning streak, for example, wouldn't it? I still believe in the quality like that. Tottenham, Conte gets results. That question, Conte's football, what do you want? He's getting results right now. I think this is Tottenham's best ever start to the season. And then Chelsea, I'll be honest, I don't think Chelsea getting it. No, no, we're dusted. All right. Yeah. I think we're dusted. Mm. I hope they can surprise me and prove me wrong, but I've lowered my expectations. For for the first time since I started supporting Chelsea, I've lowered my expectations for Chelsea. So The thing is, I actually like Potter, but I just think I don't know if Potter is like a results first, straight away manager kind of thing. And I still feel like you kind of have to buy into Potter's philosophy, no, which is why like, I don't think Chelsea... I, I saw a tweet, Roman didn't raise us like that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying that's my opinion on Potter. Yeah, the only way you're going to get time at Chelsea is with results anyway, so mm. if he doesn't start turning around. But then again, told, but you see, I don't really like American owners because Arsenal, United, Liverpool have always, always shown me what it's like to have American owners and I'm not really impressed. So, you know, it's, it's, it's long for us anyways. But no, as you said, there are really a lot of good teams. I, I do think Tottenham will start to bustle it because Conte doesn't do more than two seasons at a club anyways. So, and this is his second season. Um, Liverpool, they should come back because, I don't know, they're just something about Liverpool. Every time you think they're down, like even a couple of seasons ago when Alisson scored a header, they, he doesn't score that header during Europa League, so... I always say, certain teams just have credit in the bank kind of thing, innit? And Liverpool's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's one of them. So, I think the fourth spot might be between United and Newcastle, to be fair. So... But yeah, I mean, thank you for giving me your thoughts on the whole United thing. Just before I do go, as you know, the World Cup is coming up. Who are your winners to win the World Cup? Oh, Portugal to win it. You've got Portugal to win it. I don't think they will, but listen, Ronaldo's my goal. <laughs> After all the stuff that's happened, I hope you right. win it, kind of innit? Especially yeah. like against, like, I'll be honest, forget anything else, I just want Portugal to knock out England. I just feel yeah. like Ronaldo knocking out England, the English media, the all the stuff that's happened. Yeah. It'll just I be poetic. I checked the going through the practice and stuff, and I do think Portugal do have a. If they finish first in the group, they do have a real shot of winning the getting to the finals and stuff. So, the thing I mean, is, I just don't trust Portugal's coach. I don't think he's good enough, kind of thing, innit? Yeah, he's running. But well, I think I watched some of Portugal's game yesterday, and they did actually look good, you know. But I don't want to get too carried away because I've already said I think Portugal has a good team. But it's just the way Fernando Santos sets out in terms of sometimes, as soon as Portugal play for a draw, that's when I'm like, yeah, Portugal have lost straight away. You kind of just have to let the players express themselves. Jao Felix looked very, very good yesterday. That's someone kind of criticised sometimes, but they play too. No, 
hundred percent. Um, my pick is Brazil, anyways. I think mm-hmm. the way Neymar has started this season, I think he's definitely top three in the Ballon d'Or race. People just to pick now, and I do think he started the season the way he did because he has a mission for the World Cup, and I do think he will carry that form through. And just, I mean, Brazil do have a lot of good talent, but I just think he's the reason. Like, he's he just not gonna let this slip. But as long as Messi doesn't win it, then. I mean, Fully, yeah. Fully. <laughs> yeah, as long as Messi doesn't win it, um, then I'm fine with that. But I mean, once again, thank you for jumping onto my platform. Is there anything you wanna promote? Shout out, um, before you. No, go? no, thanks for having me. Make sure you guys like the video, follow, all that good stuff. Yeah, subscribe, um, share, all that stuff, all that stuff. But yeah, man, once again, thank you for jumping onto the um channel. And we'll hope to have you again soon. There you go.